is such a sweetness and it's such an authenticity. Been in church long enough to know and to recognize it, but there is an authenticity in this place. The authenticity comes from the unconventional. You know, Jesus didn't come to do the conventional and do things status quo and to do it like everybody else is doing it and to look like everybody else looks. He in fact came to do the exact opposite. But there is an authenticity in this place. And the most powerful thing you see when you go in a place and you experience worship, if you can get the babies to engage in a time of worship, your church is ready to catch fire. Your church is ready to operate. Your church is ready to move and fly. Your church is ready to leap and move in a mighty, mighty way. Who's, whose son is that in the blue shirt right there walking up? That's the drummer's son inside the cage there? That boy has an anointing on his life. You can feel it just standing there. It was overwhelming. He can hear me in the booth. You locked in the cage, brother. You got to come out and you can hear us. That's your son in the blue shirt. He has an anointing. You can feel it all around him. He's muzzling the words of the song, but you can tell his spirit wanted to leap. It needs to be cultivated. There's something moving in open altar. Hallelujah. It's called open altar. The unconventional people telling you God is ready to move in this place. There's a word for this house but we are going to be obedient to the spirit of the Lord and when God says move you have no other choice but to move and there is something powerful that is happening it's been a full weekend a full full weekend the spirit of the Lord has poured out into many of you and poured out into open vessels there's going to come a time with that pouring you receive it's going to be time for you to then pour out it's going to be time for you to pour out. The time is coming. But there's a shift in this atmosphere. I don't know what it is. I don't know if Pastor Wendy felt it. Felt it but there's a shift in this atmosphere. And it's overwhelming. I could feel it when I crossed the threshold. There are some of you who are just, who are right here that are saying, God, if you keep showing me what you're showing me, I'm going to burst. And I'm going to flood this house. So when you come into this church and the spirit of the Lord hits you, don't preach a word, don't say a word, just come in and worship and flow and let the prophetic gifts come out. Let the word of the Lord flow out of the vessels that are in this house because there are a few of you that are right there. And I can feel it. I don't know all of your names, but I can feel it. I can feel it off of you and the red hair. And you wrestling with it. And I'm here to tell you right now, y'all remember the Cosby show? One of my favorite shows, we can't talk Bill Cosby, but the show existed. And you remember the episode when Cliff was trying to teach Elvin how to deal with his wife and he told him just, just back off, just let it go. Stop wrestling with it. The spirit of the Lord hits you. Watch God flow. There's no need to tussle because God is doing something unconventional. We passed, it's supposed to look like this, 
We long past that. That went away years ago. We're in a whole new era. But I can feel you from right here. I can feel you with the words and the movement. I can feel you wanting to go. And I'm here to tell you right now, open your mouth and let it come out and let it flow and be a vessel and let the words flow. Let the worship flow. Watch the spirit of the Lord move through your voice and move through this house. Cultivate it. Let it come out. Don't hold it back. Don't hold it back anymore. Not after today. Not after this weekend. God poured something into you. And so from today, every week, every encounter, begin to allow God to let you pour. And you will never run empty. You will never run empty. Never. God will continue to fill you. Have your seats, everybody. Have your seats. Have your seats. Spirit of the Lord is in this place. And it is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful feeling. Pastor Rose said it, what the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is a freedom. We thank God for his spirit being in this place. We thank God for invitation. And we thank God that we came today for a collision. This entire weekend was about coming for a collision. I'm bringing my spirit, I'm bringing my power, I'm bringing everything with me, and I'm coming to collide. And we thank God for it today. We have a word for the house that we need to get to. We have a word that we need to get to. I'm going to do my best to work through it. There's so much that is moving inside of my, my brain and inside of my body right now. But we are going to talk to the house. We're going to talk to Open Altar today. So... I understand that you have been in a series, Stay the Course. Is that right? We've been in a series, Stay the Course. When the invitation came, I said, God, what do the people need to hear? What do they need to know? God said, you've been on course. You stayed the course. Now it's time to burn the ships. Burn them. Destroy them completely utter shattering because you're not coming back the same way you're not coming back the same direction <laughs> burn them destroy them you're not coming back no the journey the journey the journey you know it's, it's, it's this whole walk you know you've been in church long enough this whole walk is, is, it's not easy it's difficult. He's shaking his head. No, it's, it's not easy, is it? <laughs> Somebody said, testify. It's not easy. But you get in positions where sometimes you feel like stuff that you're involved in, things you get into, is because of something that you did wrong. You know? You ever feel like that? You ever feel like you're walking this life and you're walking through with God and you get involved with things and you get into things and you feel like it's something that you did. God is somehow blaming you. God has somehow taken you to a position because of something you did wrong. I'm going to tell you today that God has selected you to be in positions. And it's not because you did something wrong. No, it's because everything is about you is right. And it's right now. And right now you're the best you've ever been. And right now you're in a position where God can use you. He can use you in a mighty way. You know, it's a great thing to be able to be open before you have collected all of these different stigmas and isms and all that kind of nonsense 
that we deal with in the church, it's a great position to be right now where you feel open enough to say, God, whatever you want to do, just do. God, however you want to use me, use me. You get in these positions where you feel like you did something wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. Everything you did was what God said. It was spot on. So burn the ships today. Why are we talking about burning the ships? Because you've been on course and you're going to your destination. But God says he wants to do something different. <laughs> there is the unconventional. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it doesn't always feel good. But God says, I have a plan. I have a purpose. I have something for you. And I have something that I need to do through you. Oh, but on to we're going to Acts. Let's go to Acts. Let's go to Acts. Let's go to Acts. Burn them. Burn them. Get rid of them. Shatter them. We're going to Acts chapter 27. Why are we burning them? Why are we shattering them? You know that position you get in? You feel like you did something wrong? You get in that position. You start to seek God more in that season than you ever did. Because you're trying to figure out how to get out of it. You're trying to figure out, what did I do? You're trying to figure out, God talked to me. God deal with me. God show me. God says, come on, keep coming. Keep coming. Yeah, that's what I want you to do. I want you to keep coming. We burn the ships because we shattering expectations. Yeah, we shattering the idea that it has to be done this particular way. We're shattering the idea that it has to be done conventional. We're shattering the idea that God has to use this one and this one this specific way. No, we're shattering that idea. Burn them. God wants to use you. 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 In this house, in this area, on this block, on Euclid Avenue, across from the 7-Eleven, God wants to use you. Because of your gifts. We're in Acts. You in Acts 27? Yeah. All right, let's go. Acts 27. Burn the ships. Acts 27. We're going to start with verse 22. Verse 22 says, but now I urge you to keep up your courage. Let me, let me stop right there. There's so much that is bubbling inside of me. But now I urge you to keep courage. You know, it's been a full weekend and dealing with the soul and the soul spy and dealing with your mind and your mental process and all those kinds of different things. You're in a position now where God wants to use you. First and foremost, what's happening in the story? Paul is on his way to Rome to meet Caesar. OK, this is where we are in the story. You will know, Paul, everybody knows Paul, the apostle. He is traveling around the world preaching the gospel, and he is not being received well in all of the places that he is going. And at that time, Roman Empire, you have Caesar. They believe one thing, but Paul believes something different because of his conviction, being with Jesus. He has now been trusted and convicted to preach it. That's where we are. That's what's going on, okay? That's where we are in the story. And so at this particular scripture, he is traveling across the water to go to Rome to have this meeting with Caesar. He has this appointment. And so he is on the ship. Now I urge you to keep your courage. Keep your head about you. Gather yourself. 
this weekend and this time and this moment where we are, the challenges and the things, you know, you're in a position where you feel like things you've done are your fault. I'm telling you today, people of God, that God has selected you. See, it's the vision changes everything. How you see it changes everything. You see yourself as not the victim, but you see yourself as the selection. You are the asset. It changes how you process. It changes how you view. It changes how you operate. It changes your movements. It changes how you read God's word, and it changes how you perceive yourself when you read God's word. It changes how you think. Keep your courage. Gather yourself. Keep yourself together. You know, they own the ship. They all, the ship is going down, the ship is falling apart, and Paul stands up and says, keep your courage. Keep your wits about you. Keep your confidence about you. Keep the conviction about you. I'm on this ship with y'all, and y'all hysterical, falling apart. I ain't got time to be leading no church. Y'all falling apart every week. Something go wrong, and everybody want to jump ship. And they're at the moment on the ship where they want to throw everything overboard. We're going to toss everything out. Paul says, wait a minute. Don't toss out everything. Keep your wits about you. Gather yourself. Brother testified it's not easy. Gather yourself. That's what the weekend is about. When you're dealing with your soul, but the thing about God is when you have opportunity to understand the freedom and understand what God is to you and what you are to God, which is more important, We don't always have the ability in our finite minds to relate to God the way he relates to us because we don't have the capability to comprehend why you continue to choose us when I'm so flawed. And so our minds don't understand, they don't comprehend it fundamentally because we're so flawed. So I'm telling you, now stop trying to relate to God the same way. What you need to do is say, God, I accept you. I hear it. I hear what you're saying in your word. And let God relate to you the way he wants to relate to you. Keep your courage. Says, Keep your courage. Keep your wisdom. Keep your word. Keep your conviction. Keep what you know to be true. When things challenge your marriage, challenge your ministry, challenge your children, keep your courage. Because your courage is your conviction. Your courage is your word. Your courage is your confidence. Paul is on the ship and he is, has an appointment to meet Caesar. I have an appointment. There is something about me that God has selected for me to do. And if I haven't done it yet, then I'm not going down with this ship. They want to throw everything overboard. I says, wait a minute. Hold up now. You can't throw everything overboard because the appointment hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Burn the ship. Burn it. Shatter expectation. See, one thing about what we need to do, what we have failed to do in the church, don't for one second think in anybody's church ever that everybody got it all together. Listen, I'm telling you right now, don't you for one second with all the videos and all of the access we have to all these great, wonderful ministries, and God is moving. Don't get me wrong. Hear what I'm saying. God is moving and God is real. But don't you think for one second that everybody got it together. We have just come professional maskers. And the one thing we do in the church is we don't deal with stuff when it's time to deal with stuff. We just mask it. We find unique and creative ways to keep covering it up. 
And don't you think for one second that everybody that stand here and preach got it all together. But now y'all looking at me funny like, what's wrong with you, Joker? You didn't came down here. How do we know we can trust you? You want to know the truth? You really don't know if you can or not. You got to trust the spirit of God that's in me. But Pastor Wendy trusts us, and so we are here in the pulpit. <laughs> Keep your courage. Gather yourself. You know how many opportunities there's going to be in your life where you're going to face challenges, where you're going to have to gather yourself, where you won't spiral? The enemy desires to have you spiral. I'm here to tell you today, keep in mind, burn the ship. That's part A of the scripture. Part B of the scripture says, keep your courage because not one of you will be lost. Not one of you. Not one of you will be lost. But what does it say? Look at it. Only the ship will be destroyed. <laughs> Burn it. Destroy it. God, take it all away. Shatter it. Only the ship will be destroyed. And you know what the ship is? The ship is your expectation. Listen, he says, keep your courage. Keep your wits about you. Gather yourself. You will not be lost. What I put inside of you will not be lost. Remember where Paul is going. He has an appointment. He has an appointment with Caesar. There's something that he has been desired and selected to do. And you done put me on this ship that's on its way down? But you won't be lost. Only the ship will be lost. Only your expectation will be lost. Shatter your expectation today. However you thought God would do it, let's put that to the side and let's see what God will actually do. However you had expected him to come by and how he would do it, all you need to do is expect that he will. Expect that he will. Leave the how up to God. Keep your courage. Leave the how and let the outcome be God's. Because we want to try to dictate all of it. God, we want the process to be this way, and I want it to look like this, and this is the outcome that I want, and I want it to look like this. Not going to happen that way. Shatter your expectation. Shatter them. Not one of you will be lost. As a matter of fact, there were several of you that will be selected. You know, it's a familiar scripture, you know, at the end of the passage, it talks about the pieces of the ship that they had to use. And we talk about the broken boards and the pieces and all that kind of stuff. You know, there are many of you, when you look at that part of the scripture, the pieces. The pieces somehow, it just spoke to me some way. You know, the pieces. But now that I'm here and I see all of your faces, I see the pieces. And so we shatter expectation. But the pieces were still so important because the pieces is what the rest of the people used to get to the shore safely. And so we shatter your expectation. Keep your courage. Because if you don't keep your courage, you won't recognize the pieces. You won't recognize the important part you play in this whole process. If you don't keep your courage. I see all of the faces and I see the pieces. There are many of you that are integral parts. Your shirts are beautiful, by the way. There's a matching. What's the event? What are we doing? Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. The pieces. I love that. We didn't get a shirt. I'm offended. 
We didn't get invited. I'm a little offended, but all right. Keep your courage, people. You got to recognize that God is using the unconventional. And the pieces are important. And so they wanted to throw everything overboard. No, keep your courage. You won't be lost. The ship will be destroyed. But the pieces are still valuable. Who you are, what you are, what's inside of you, what God gave you, the word God put in your heart, the call that is on your life is still valuable. And you know what is more valuable than? It turns out it was more valuable than the ship itself. Yeah, more valuable than your expectation, more valuable than people's perception, more valuable than your past, more valuable than your decisions, more valuable than your depression and things that are trying to hold you back. It turns out that the pieces were more valuable because they used the pieces to get there safely. (laughs) Burn the ships. Y'all better break this thing down. Not one of you will be lost. Not one of you on Friendsgiving will be lost. Hallelujah. Not one of you. All of you that are in this place are valuable. Every one of you. Your time, your presence, your gift is valuable. And we need every piece to get to where we're going safely. That's a prophetic utterance for this house. Because there's going to be a shift. Shatter your expectations. Listen, we're going. Let's go. Let's go to... Let's go to verse 25. Verse 25, you got it? Hallelujah. I love this screen there where you can read it. It's such a fancy church. It's so fancy, you know. You come here and you feel like you ain't doing nothing at your church. You come down here and you feel like, man, we ain't got nothing. Every time I come in, they got something different. That I want. You know, I got a me too spirit. Y'all pray for me. Y'all pray for me. Didn't I tell you? Everybody don't got it together. I'm one of them. I ain't got it together. I want all of this. I want it all. And you know what else I want? I want time. <laughs> if I could smuggle time out of here, y'all be looking. It's, did y'all hear from time today? Something ain't right. I take them all. Every church needed time. I'm going to try to tell you right now. So fancy here. I ain't doing nothing with my life. I got to get my life together. All right, y'all, let's go. Verse 25. (laughs) Listen, he reiterates, keep your courage. Men, women, all of you. For I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. I don't need your expectation. I don't need it. All I need is for you to understand it's going to happen just as he told me. Yeah, not one of you will be lost and it's going to happen just as you told me. The way you told me it was going to happen. Now, it may not be how you expect it. And oftentimes through this walk, it never comes how you expect it. It doesn't come together like you would envision it would come together. It doesn't come together in a little fancy little piece. We want to control all the pieces on the board. But I promise you today, God dropped this in my spirit. We want to control the pieces on the board. You wanted the pieces on the board. So you can't control yourself and the board. You wanted the pieces. Let God.
God move you while he moves them all. I promise you God's configuration is going to be better than what you can come up with when you put the pieces in. Because you don't see how they fit. God sees how they fit. And he sees ahead of you. It will happen just like he told me it would. Keep your courage. You know, when they repeat it in the scripture, you have to pay special emphasis to it. When they repeat it, when they take the time to list names and lineage, pay attention to it. He repeats it twice. Keep your courage. That's another prophetic utterance for open altar. Keep your courage. Keep your wits about you. When wisdom begins to speak, let it speak. Listen to it. Hear it. When the spirit of the Lord begins to move and open up, and it may not come from the conventional. That young man that was standing there may come up with a word out of his mouth. Gotta let God move. And I know this one has a word in her mouth. When God begins to speak, all the pieces, they fit. Remember, the pieces is what they used to get to the shore safely. That's what happened after we shattered the ship, after we burned it. All we did was we took the pieces and we got there. We still got there. Then God reiterated, keep your courage. It's going to happen just like he said it would. Listen, this is not about destruction. This is about declaration. He declared it. And so burning the ship is not about your destruction. Burning the ship is about the declaration that's going to happen in your life. You follow the story. My God, follow the story. Let me not get ahead of myself. This is not about destruction. Declaration. There's been something that has been declared. It will happen just like he said it would. But you hear it. It says like he said it would. Not like you said it would. And so get in agreement, get in alignment with what the spirit of the Lord is saying. Get in alignment. Yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy. But you got to understand that you're trying to control the pieces on the board. What you need to do is get in line, get in alignment and allow God to shift you when he's shifting the other pieces. And so when he moves things around on the board, let God move you. Yeah, it's not going to look like you think. It's not designed to look like you think because you don't have the eyesight and the foresight and the insight that God has. You wouldn't understand it if he even showed you. You know, you want to ask for you ask God to open up your eyes to everything he's going to do and show you. You would fall out in the floor right now. You don't have the insight to do it. You're one of the pieces. Let God move you because this is not. I cannot emphasize it enough. This is not destruction. This is not where your end is. This is not where the end of you comes. This is not what destroys you. This is not what takes you out. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's painful. Yes, it's probably one of the hardest things you've had to have to deal with. But this is not what comes to destroy you. I'm going to use this as declaration. I'm going to use this to make a pronouncement even greater than what you're going through. Even greater than what you experienced. This is not destruction. This is declaration. God uses declaration. Can't afford to have anything interrupt and interfere with my declaration. So you will not be destroyed. Remember, Paul is supposed to be going to meet Caesar. There is an appointment. You know, when you have an appointment, you set the appointment and you show up on that day. 
You show up when it has been designated for you. You show up when it's time for you to show up. You confirm the appointment. God is confirming the appointment. It will happen like I said it would. All right, let's go. Verse 20. What well, chapter? We're still in the same chapter. And we're going to... For this reason, I have asked to see you and talk with you. Still in chapter 27. For this reason... No, this is verse 20, chapter 28, verse 20. For this reason, I have asked to see you and talk with you. It is because of the hope of Israel... That I am bound with this chain. Chapter 28, verse 20. For this reason, I have asked to see you and talk with you. It is because of the hope of Israel that I am bound with this chain. I need to have y'all understand a concept here. You are bound by this thing. You know the anointing? Has you locked up? You know, the anointing is tied to you. And so the gift that God has instilled in you and deposited, it is bound to you. You minstrels, drummers, singers, preachers, teachers, the anointing is bound to you. It's tied to you. But the thing is, you gotta, you gotta resonate. You gotta resonate with who you are and what you are in God. That's important. You have to resonate with who you are. The thing that I love about Paul so much is that he resonated early on with who he was, what he was, and what he had in God. And that vision changed everything about the trajectory. Of his life. Because everywhere he went, he resonated with who he was. And everywhere he went, they already knew. I'm here to tell you, people, you gotta resonate with who you are. Because everything that's ahead of you and trying to come against you, that stuff has already resonated with who you are. That's why it's coming to you specifically. This thing is bound to you. You used to love watching the cartoons back in the day. You know, Transformers is one of my favorite, and Voltron, and all those different ones. But the greatest thing about the, who said that? You gotta love her. Gotta love her. Hallelujah. You get agreement in the house, God Almighty. The thing about the Transformers, Optimus Prime would transform into the tractor trailer, right? But as a robot, he was tall and vicious, he was a leader. But when he transformed into the truck, the trailer to the truck would always just fly in from out of nowhere. Somehow, because as a robot, he's not dragging around all this baggage as a trailer. He's not dragging all that stuff around him. But when he transformed into the trailer, this thing was bound to him. When he transformed into the trailer, y'all watch the cartoon? All of a sudden, the trailer would just come out of nowhere. So I looked to the hills from which cometh my help. <laughs> Y'all better stop in here. Y'all better get with what. Listen, as the robot, while he's operating, I told you, shatter your expectations. Get that stuff out of your mind. As the robot, 
He's not dragging around this trailer because I need you to be different when I have you in this situation because I'm going to do it the way I said I would. So I need you to be free. I need you to, be, I need you to move. And I need when you get into situations, resonate with who you are because they already resonated. But when it's time for you to shift, I'm going to send that help. When he shifted into the trailer, this is the truck. The trailer would just come out of nowhere, and what would it do? It would attach itself to it. You bound to this thing. The anointing is attached to you. You can't get away from it. No matter where he was on the planet, in the galaxy, these jokers on another planet transform into the truck. Here come the trailer. Where the trailer come from? We on planet Zoo Nine. Where you get that trailer from? <laughs> what are we doing here? But that thing would come and attach itself. <laughs> this has been a full weekend, but I promise you, there's something that's been attached to you this weekend. God Almighty, I told you burn the ships. We're not going the same way. We're not going the same way. Y'all remember the story where they had to go through Israel, they left captivity, right? And they had to cross through the river. Everybody remember that story? And they were carrying the Ark of the Covenant, okay? So they had camped out before the day came that God was going to speak to the river and part the waters, okay? Y'all follow me. So the great thing about the story that I love is they had men selected to carry the ark. And so when uh, uh, Joshua got up the next day and said, okay, y'all, it's time to move. They came out of their tents. And the Bible says in Hebrew that they, they exited their tents. But the Hebrew word is for exiting. The Hebrew word they used means they came out with confidence. God hadn't parted the water yet. Water not parted yet. But when they exited their tents, they came out with confidence. But then Joshua said, exit your tents and then get behind the ark. And the Bible says, you can read it in the story. The Bible says, get behind the ark and get close enough because you've never gone this way before. <laughs> Say it again, Pastor Verl. Keep, Keep pace. Because you've never gone this way before. And so with your expectations, you get distracted and you can't keep up with what the ark is doing because we want to sidestep and we want to avoid it and we want to duck. I'm telling you today that you've been selected. So you don't need to dip, duck and dodge. You don't need to do that. Keep pace behind it. And the things that need to bounce off of you will bounce off of you. The things that you need to deal with, God will help you resonate with them and give you strength to deal with it. Y'all seen Creed, right? The movie. I know you've seen Creed. Look, she's smiling. I've seen it. I synced it. Yes, I did. I've synced it a few times. <laughs> it's all right. I watched it several times myself. The great thing about boxers, they get into their stance and they keep pace. And they're not the ones that have to always be on the defensive. When you throw things at them, they just, uh, uh, uh. And then they're able to what? Respond and come back. But they don't sidestep and get all off course and get all off pace. No, they keep their stance. They keep their courage. They keep their pace. They keep their wisdom about them because they know what? They know how they've been trained. They know what's inside of them. They know what they know. Now, we don't know what we don't know. But I promise you today, we do know what we do know. Amen. We know what we know. And they're able to 
and then respond back. But the thing about the posture, the thing about keeping pace is when it's time to move, you need to be able to move. If you're off course and you're off pace and you're off and you're out of position, you can't move when it's time to move. You need to be able to get behind the arc because you never came this way before. You've never been this way before. So you know what? There's no blueprint. There's no format. Nobody has done it before. And so open altar, nobody has done what you're doing. Nobody has done it this way. Look around you. The diversity, the unconventional. But it is an advantage. It is an advantage to be able to reach. What do we do this for? What is the why? The why is so we can change people's lives. The why is so we can bring change. The why is so we can do events like this weekend and really help people to resonate with their life and make significant changes and get out of the rut and get out of things that have bound them for so many years so that they can be effective yeah. in the kingdom. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But get on, the, get on the hips of the altar, man. Get on it because you never came this way before. A side note. That's not in the, the scripture there. What I need you to know from chapter 28, verse 20, 25, for this reason, I have asked to see you and talk with you. It is because of the hope of Israel that I am bound with this chain. It's because of hope that I am bound. The trailer that comes to attach itself to Optimus Prime, your hope is coming, is attaching itself to you. You are bound to it. But you can't escape it. You can't get away from it. You can't escape the call. You can't escape the mission. You can't escape the purpose. But get out of your mind that it has to be the conventional way. All of you may not be preachers in the conventional sense like we are. All of you may not perform in the gospel like they do. But you yet have a mission and you have a purpose. And looking at your faces, I can see it in your faces. But you have to resonate with who you are. Because everything that is already stacked up, it has already resonated with who you are. So it has a head start. We playing catch up because we got stuff that's attached to us that shouldn't be attached to us. Optimus Prime, the difference. As a robot, he is a strong, confident <coughs> leader. No attachments that are able to hold him down until it's time for him to transform, but he only needs the anointing because it will happen the way he said it would. I can see it in your faces. You can't escape it. You deal with the things that have tried to attach themselves to you, and you let God shed that stuff off. You get the help you need when there are resources available. And so when people come to do things, you know, we pass the time where the pastor try to do everything in the church. We got to do the counseling. We got to teach everything. We got to teach the kids. We're going to cook the chicken. We're going to drive the bus. We're going to do it all. Not the pastor show anymore. That's why we need all of the pieces. All of the pieces. All of the pieces. I can see it. Especially these two here. It's power in this house. 
my God, I got to finish getting but it's power in this house. But burn the ships. Burn the expectations. Yeah, 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 yeah. Burn it. We're not going this way. Listen, let's get to the end of it. Let's get to the end of it. Listen. I'm going to say it again. Resonate with who you are. That's what separated Paul from so many other people. He resonated early with who he was and what he carried and what his mission was. And once he resonated with it, he didn't deviate. No matter what tried to attach itself, Paul didn't deviate. They threw him in prison with Silas. And Paul had the audacity to realize, I'm not locked in here with y'all. Y'all locked in here with me. If I dare, if you dare, open your mouth. You dare resonate with the power that you have access to. Y'all remember what happened with Paul and Silas? He preached to the entire prison. He's singing. Silas, Paul, shut up. I don't want to sing. Sing this song with me, Silas. Sing this song of glory with me. Sing this song with me in these chains. Paul, I got chains on. I can't move. I'm locked up. Don't you realize we locked up? We ain't locked up. They locked up. We free. Sing this song with me. Shake the prison. Shake off the shackles. Resonate with who you are, people. God Almighty. Because it's the thing. That's why the weekend is so important. You know, the things that we got to deal with that have happened to us. All that stuff already resonated with you. That's why it's still on you. That's why these events are so important because we need to get that stuff off because there is power that is inside of us. God Almighty. And I can see him. This power that is locked inside of you. But you already know it. You know, there's, there's so many assets in this house right now. An asset there. You got, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Y'all got it? Y'all with me? Amen. Everybody all right? Amen. Nobody confused? We good to go? We good to go? I like this guy here. <laughs> I like it when people can be honest. Say, this thing is hard. He said, man, look, this thing is hard. I got to get in here and play this guitar. I got to get in here and worship. I got to do this thing. I could have stayed in my bed. I could have watched football. I could have played some games. Several different things, right? There it is. He admitted it. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> People in church be like, no, no, that ain't true, preacher. Then you'll see him next week. <laughs> Listen, we in chapter 28. This is, the, this is the great part. This is the end. Well, this is where we're going to end our story. Chapter 28, uh, verse 20 and 21. Chapter 28, Acts 28, 20 and 21 in the NIV. So I'm looking up there. I'm going to read it here. They replied, now what has happened? Listen, this is what happened. So Paul got over to Rome, got his ship across the water, Okay. But the part that we, that we didn't include here today is, you know the ship already broke up, so we burned the ship. They passed that, and they used the pieces to get there. You know how many people was on the boat? It was 327 people. And every person, every piece, got to shore safely. 
after the ship was shattered. You're telling me that God cannot make a way and can't do it beyond your expectation. Doesn't the Bible say exceedingly, abundantly, above all, we can ask or think. If you can think it, then God can do more than it. And so they got to shore. But the part of the story that I want you all to really understand, they didn't get to shore easily. Right. This thing is not easy. They didn't just get on the boat and get there. The ship shattered. They threw stuff overboard. But Paul, the whole time, kept his courage, kept his confidence because it will happen the way he said it would. They got there, but every every point they had a little bit of a deterrent. They didn't get to Rome straight away. They got to a smaller port. If you read the story, they got to a smaller port and they had to be provisioned there. Then they went from that port to another port and they had to be provisioned there. Then they got to Rome. But the Bible takes the time to name every port. And so what I do, I look up the names of every port. The first one they get to is the Greek name. And you got to do a little bit of reading and translation. But I promise you, if you resonate with who you are and you take the time and spend in God's word, that'll give you revelation and give you time to understand who you are. These are not just cliches. It's not just cliches. The Bible takes the time to name people and name every port. The first port they got to is the land of honey, the land of provision. I promise you today what God demands, he will provide. If he demands strength, he will provide strength. He demands you a little bit of money, then he'll provide money. He demands you to persevere. God has already persevered. Then the Bible says, I sent my only son for you, just for you. If nobody else accepted, I sent my only son just for you on the off chance that you might decide to accept him. When God sent his son, he had no idea that you would accept him for who he was. But he did it with the insight that maybe they might. I love him enough and maybe they might. Y'all better stop it here. Every port that they went to, the first one is the land of honey. And they were provisioned there and they were greeted well, no matter what they had with them. And then you know what? All 327 people were able to be provisioned for. Because the group got to shore safely every piece and then they stayed together and then they got to Rome together. The next port is the port where it is translated the, the warrior or the king. Then the next port they get to is the most interesting one. This is the one where the breach is. And so I done went all this way and traveled all this way just to get to the port where there is a breach. Oh, yeah. I selected you to come. And I selected you to come to this very moment because it's so important that I had to send you thousands of miles just to come and repair this breach because you're strong enough. You're the one I wanted to use. You're the one I put the word inside. You're the one I put my spirit inside. So, yeah, I'm going to send you. Yeah, I'm going to select you. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, I had the audacity to choose you, even when you don't feel like you're worthy, even when you don't feel like you deserve it, even when you don't feel like you don't have the education or the background. God says, I choose you. And I sent you to this point because what God demands, he will provide. He will supply. And I need you to pour, then I'll pour into you. And I need you to pour. 
and you will never run empty. Every port, they were provisioned. So then this is the end. This is the end of the story. This is the end of the story. Well, this is where we're going to end it. So they get to, they finally get to their destination. And so Paul is talking with some of the Roman officials here. And so he says, they replied, we have not received any letters from Judea concerning you. And none of your people who have come from there has reported or said anything bad about you. You know, we started off the story with Paul needing to go talk with Caesar because that was an accusation that was made. But by the time God, God got done with it, the accusation had been canceled. And all we had was the appointment. The appointment. The appointment is what matters. Yeah, the accusation, yeah, what they said, what they thought, what they thought they thought of open altar and what they thought open altar would be and what they thought the people of open altar would be, all of that is canceled. And all that matters is the appointment. They said, listen, we ain't heard nothing bad about you. But what we do want to know is about this God that you serve. <laughs> but what we did here, what we did here is that you come with an anointing. Didn't I tell you? Resonate with who you are. Because everybody else has already resonated with you. And so all the people that you need to encounter, they need you to be confident. They're already confident because they don't know what they don't know, but you know what you know. The accusation had been canceled. The debt had been paid. You took me all the way from here to Rome, and these jokers don't even want nothing but the truth? I done had four ships, all these people, and you know on the ship with 327 people, them jokers wasn't all getting along. You know that in the bottom of the ship, Paul is fitting to kill us, y'all. We need to get off this ship before he wreck us. This joker crazy. You know how we do? You go out there and talk to him. You know the loudest one don't want to go talk to him, though. So they'll be telling you, like the friend, listen, we don't appreciate this, but we want you to go tell him. Yeah, 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 yeah. You go tell him. No, we ain't going to tell him. You tell him. You know all 327 of them weren't getting along. Then when the ship broke down and fell apart, you done brought us out here to kill us. I could have died at home. You want me to float the shore on this little piece of wood? But God provisioned and provided for every piece. Every piece. Mother, every piece. Every piece. Just because of the wisdom you had. Yeah, we heard about you. Just because of it. The wisdom. The quiet strength. You know, quiet and reserved doesn't mean weak. It is strategic. Mother possesses a strategic weakness. That means I speak and I use my strength when it's needed. You can't speak on everything. But when the power is needed, the strength is in the house. Every piece. The accusation had been canceled. The journey had been provisioned. And we met our destination. But what happened, why you need to burn the ships? Because Paul didn't go back the same way. No. You know what happened? When he got to Rome and got to his destination, 
He was fully provisioned and everybody that was with him. They gave him a house. They gave him provision to be sustained. And they allowed him to preach the gospel uninhibited. I'll shatter your expectations and do exceedingly and abundantly because it will happen the way I said it would. No, it didn't happen the way Paul had expected it. But starting out the journey, Paul says, I see how this thing is going to go. Read it in Acts, Acts 27. Before the journey started out, which is the most probably for profound part of the whole scripture, before the journey even started, Paul had the insight to say, I see where this thing is going to go. But you know what he did? He went anyway. He got on the boat that was destined to break into pieces. He took all 327 of them jokers because he kept his courage and his confidence, and he led them. He got on it anyway. You going to get on anyway? Resonate with who you are. You resonate with who you are, you'll see it, but then you'll go anyway. And we don't need people to see it and turn back. No, the Bible says in Hebrews, we are not of the cloth that turn back. No, new in the living way says we are the ones who press forward. And so you resonate with who you are and you go anyway. At the end of it all, the provision was laid out. Not where Paul was and where he stayed, but where he journeyed to. God had something set up for him. And it was more than what he started with. And he stayed there long enough to be able to teach and preach and transform people's lives and do what he needed to do until the next journey. It said he stayed there for two years. Two years. After all of that. But when I get to where I'm going, he didn't pay for none of it. He didn't ask for none of it. God had it provided for him. But it started out with an accusation. Started out with something that, yeah, this is what you're not. This is what you won't be. This is what we're going to do to you when you get here. This is what I see. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. What God says is what matters. And what God has provisioned is what matters. My prayer is that you have received the word. Because God is moving in this church. In this church. That is a prophetic utterance for this house. Every piece. Every piece is what we're going to use. And so when the provision is made for events like this weekend, be present. Be present and be open to what the Holy Spirit is going to speak. And allow God to use the unconventional to help you resonate with who you are. You are in the right place. You are in the place where God is going to serve you. You are in the place where God is going to feed you. Your gift is what we need. Your voice is what God needs. Your agreement, your obedience is what God needs. Shatter your expectations today, open altar. Confront it. Confront it. Shatter the expectation. Burn it. You stayed the course and you've been on target. You've been focused. Burn those ships. We don't need those anymore. Because we ain't going back that way. Next time you see us, no, we're going to be fully provisioned in a different way. Yeah, yeah, fully provisioned.
fully provisioned in a different way. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. God, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for these, your vessels, God. We thank you for this house. We thank you for the obedience that is in this house. God, we thank you for the strength that exists in this place. There is a spirit of perseverance and a spirit of excellence that exists in this house. That spirit of perseverance says no matter what, we will continue. We will operate. The spirit of excellence, a desire to do the will of God, a desire to do the work of the Lord. Just because God is that good. God, we thank you for the people that have made the decision, God, to sit under the teaching and the word that exists in this house. God, we pray today that your people would be stretched. And God, in the stretching, you would do the mending. God, in the stretching, you would do the replacement. God, in the stretching, you would attach the necessary things needed to do kingdom work the way you desire it to be done in this house. God, there are a great many assets in this place. Touch each and every one. Stir up the gifts that exist in this house. Stir up the gifts. There is a great work that is ahead. God says, I am ready to fully provision you. We pray strength over this house. Hallelujah. But there is a, there is a strength that exists. And God, we thank you for it. We bless your name for it. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everyone, stretch, stretch your hand to Pastor Wendy. Stretch your hand. When the invitation came, and I said, God, what do we need to say to the people? God showed me your face, and he said, burn the ships. And so every expectation, we shatter it. And it's going to challenge you more than it has ever challenged you. Because of who you are, but God says, I will fully provision you. And I have sent the pieces. I have sent the assets. I have sent the group. I have sent it. And it exists in the house. And we pray now for Pastor Wendy. We pray strength. There is a spirit of excellence that exudes from every fiber of your body. And we pray God would keep that spirit and honor it in everything that you touch. In everything that you do. We pray fresh anointing would fall all over your body, over your hands, over your ears, over your eyes, over your heart. We pray fresh anointing. But it is that excellence that God will use to permeate every facet of ministry that you want to do. Every person that is committed to you, 
will begin to resonate with that excellence because the spirit of the Lord, it deserves it. The kingdom work, it deserves it. And the people of God are worth it. So we pray that anointing, it would rest on you. Every vision, every vision receive provision. Every ministry gift be strengthened now. We pray God would keep you in his hand. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tom, Tom, let us pray for you. Is your family here, Tom? Bring everybody. Bring all of them. Come on, come on down. Come on down. the whole family? No other children? Anybody else? As I walked in in the whole weekend you have been there, you have been present. Just wanted to pray for you and your family. It's a, it's a tug. It's a tug. It's a tug on you. Because of what God wants to do. And then there's time. That's what God wants to do. But then there's time. There's what God wants to do and your family. But then there's time. And it's a tug. Drop time. Take what God wants to do. This is an asset right here. And there's a spirit that is running off of you. And it is a... It, unconventional but there still exists an authenticity to your worship and to your desire but there is what God wants to do and there's Tom but then Tom thinks I can't and I gotta do it this way and I got these things attached to me I gotta drop all of that focus on what God wants to do You're raising, you're raising the both of you. You are raising a voice in this young man right here. I saw you. I said, that's got to be time. But as you go and you lead, as you go and you lead, your legacy will be established. See, what he represents is legacy. You drop time, do what God wants to do, your legacy will be established. We believe, I'm going to touch you, we believe in the strength of the union. We believe in the strength of the marriage. We believe in the strength of this bond right here. And the first thing she did when she stood next to you, she grabbed your hand. There's an expectation. I believe it, and I know God showed me. You can see what time needs to go, and you can help facilitate what time needs to go in God. Open altar is ready for it. You worry about if everybody else is ready for it. And I'm here to tell you now directly that God says, forget if they're ready for it. They'll get ready. You need to be ready. And you're quiet about it, but you don't have 
says there is an anointing on the entire family on the entire family study your word deliver the word cover your household sat there, I saw, I saw the faces. I saw the faces. I could see the faces. Tom and his whole family It's one of the faces. And this, I don't know your name. What's your name? Diana? That's Diana? Diana is the basket. I'm never going to forget. I am never going to forget. But Diana, there just is around you. The excellence that exists in this house you pick it up you are a great asset to this church but to the kingdom God already told you in worship it is a moment that is an intimate thing and we get caught in the idea 
that it has to look and feel a certain way. And I'm here to tell you now that David danced out of his clothes because he was that engrossed. If you just let God, just let it go. And when you get in worship, just begin to open your mouth and just freely flow and just go. You want to go. You want to do it. Don't let it hold you. Don't let nothing hold you back anymore. You are in a safe place. You are under the spirit of the Lord. Just allow God to just move in your life. And when you get in worship in this place and when you interact, just let God speak to you. And just flow with it. Just flow with it. It's not going to always be a comfort thing. But it's an intimate moment. Sometimes in intimate moments, it's not always comfortable. But God says, I will never embarrass you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. It's not embarrassment. But there was a great, great anointing that is over this house. There was great ministry that is going to be done because of this house and because of that anointing. We bring resources in like this weekend so that we can be a healthy church and be prepared to receive what God is going to do. It is a great move, great move. Before we go, we have the elders here. We can pray for you. You want us to pray? What's, what's right here? What's your name? Holly? Holly, you're a member here, right? From where? Baltimore. Baltimore. I could feel you as we were sitting there. You new member? Or you've been here a while? A little over a year? We thank God for your presence. We thank God. Just lift your hands right where you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we thank you for her spirit. Hallelujah. God, we thank you for the gifts and the talents that is inside of her. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. Holly, Holly, your moment is coming. <laughs> Holly, your moment is coming. Because there had been a question. My ministry, my gift, my focus, my this, my that. God said, you know what? You done messed up. Because you didn't ask me one too many times. You didn't ask me one too many times. Holly, God says your moment is coming. Your moment is coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Hallelujah. God needs to download. God needs to download. Let him download right now. Let him download. Hallelujah. Fresh anointing. Fresh oil be over her. Fresh oil. Fresh oil. Fresh oil. oil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is operating in the unconventional. Hallelujah. And when you speak, your words will have power. Hallelujah. You have cultivated, you have slaved, and you have cried over this thing. And you have bled for it, and you have waited. And God says, I'm sending you a moment. Hallelujah. Yeah, the open altar. The open altar is your space. This is where you will flourish. This is where you will be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Download, download, God. 
God, we thank you for her spirit. We thank you for her connection. We thank you for her willingness, God. And we thank you for the yes that she gave you so long ago. So long ago. The healing has taken place and it has taken hold. God says your moment is coming. And this time, when your moment comes, you will be received. You won't be hurt. You will be treated well. And so you don't have to worry. Yeah, yeah. Great asset in the kingdom of God. God, we thank you. God, we bless 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 you. Hallelujah. 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 God, we thank you. God, we thank you. God, we thank you. God, we thank you. And be strengthened in Jesus' name. And you are fully healed. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Glory to your name. God, we give you glory. God, we give you glory. We will pray with you. If you want prayer for anything, we will pray with you. Hallelujah. 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 When I came in, I just felt like God said, open the altar. We turn the camera off, and we'll just have a private moment. We thank God for you now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give you glory, God. We give you glory. We give you glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hands, people of God. Lift your hands where you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We started out with such a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. And it's still here. Hallelujah. God is moving in this place. Hallelujah. God is moving in this place. God is moving. Hallelujah. We give you glory. We give you glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mother in the back, keep your courage. Keep your courage. Keep your courage. Hallelujah. Keep your courage. We thank God for you. We thank God for the strength that you represent. But the time is coming where we all would need the benefit of what God is storing inside of you. Keep your courage. Keep your courage. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's difficult. Keep your courage. Keep your courage. Yeah, God, download, download. Hallelujah. 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 There are so many that are just being prepared for greatness in this place. Pastor Wendy, open altar will have such great ministers, such great leaders, such great impact on this kingdom and community. Don't worry where you fit. God will handle the fit. We give you glory now, God. We give you glory. We give you glory. Is the, the guitar player here, the white guitar, is a member? Member here? Yeah. What else do you play? Do you play other things? You play that, 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 play keyboard? You almost there? A little bit? You want to play? <laughs> I like this guy. But there was a, there's a genuine spirit about him. When you look at him, you can just see it. I thank God for you. I thank God for your presence.
God Almighty. I can't let it go. There's the unconventional in this house. <laughs> God is going to move. God is going to move. Hallelujah. We've been listening to the song, Atasha Kyle. God, you can blow my mind. <laughs> by the time we get done, by the time we get done with this area, God, you can blow my mind. By the time we get done with it, this will be, this space here, this is going to be the children's church right here because we're going to need more capacity. We're going to need more capacity. Why, 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 why? People need a genuine place to come and to be and to be themselves. People need a genuine place where they can come and they can hurt. And for years, people have thought, I got to get myself together before I go to church. That's a myth. People need a place to belong before they become. They can belong here and then they can become. And this will be the children's church. We're going to need capacity. God is going to move. I'm going to get out the way. I'm going to get out the way. And so even though we're 
Jesus. God is so wonderful. Praise God. Burn the ship. Burn the ship. Burn your expectations. Whatever your expectations are, burn them. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm not even going to try to say anything behind that. In the same atmosphere that's in here. Let's just go ahead on and and get our seeds ready. Get your seeds ready. Get your seeds ready. Let's sow into this atmosphere. Sow into the atmosphere. Please put the ways to give on the screen, please. Hallelujah. Whether it's your Sunday to tithe, go ahead on and tithe. You know how we do it here. (laughs) 